The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Kepka taps in for par. Brooks Kepka is the winner of the 105th PGA Championship. Impressive performance. National treasure. It's Blazing Simmons putting on a show. And the Preakness, who's it going to be? It's going to be National Treasure. John Velasquez gets his Preakness. Back over to Joker for Murray. He spins in the paint. Kick out three-quarter. Ball game! Denver Nuggets are going to win game number three and go up 3-0. They're up by 14 points with one minute to go. And a foul on Grant Williams. The kiss, the continuation. Jimmy Butler get off the ground and gets to the charity strike. Fly ball center field. Spikerman underneath it. And you can unhitch the wagon. A complete game shutout for Braden Carmichael. And he has evened up Bedlam. Lifted deep to left center field. It is long gone. Sid Sanders left the stadium for the second straight day. Wow, what a start. The 3-2 popped up left field. Lillian races back to the warning track. Makes the catch. Win column Sooners. For the 13th straight season, the Sooners are headed to the Super Regionals. One minute to go! Hour two, live in Albuquerque, New Mexico today on this Monday, May 22nd. Toby and TJ with you, A1 and Turkey Bacon. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. We're here to get your new week started in style. Sooners win the regional, the softball regional in Norman. They are super they get Clemson now in the Supers starting at uh, 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Game one, 1 o'clock on Friday. Baseball. Cowboys take two of three in Bedlam, and we're off to the Big 12 tournament now in Arlington. That starts Wednesday. Let's camp here for a bit. Uh, let's see. Teach, let's start with Bedlam, and then we'll move to the Big 12 tournament. I know you uh, bailed on the team this weekend, but did you get to listen to uh, or watch any of the I'm br- glad I the wasn't there. One, I'm glad I wasn't there Saturday because mm, this is a, what we talk about with the series. Uh, uh, you know, this one's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whether then, but that like Sunday game, if you lose it, it's like, man, because that Friday night game was so much fun. I was glad I was listening to you. The joy in your voice as. Uh, Brady Carmichael got deeper and deeper in that game. <laughs> and I'm just picturing the text line, and I'm picturing you uh-huh. and the euphoria you're in. And euphoria. like I can just hear it in your voice, and I'm like crotch chopping like the text line, like, yeah, take it, take it, yeah. 
And then they come back Saturday and just lay yeah. an egg. I'm like, Dad, gum it. But anyway. I tried to get you to uh, come in and do a show with me on Saturday morning, <laughs> right? So we could brag about Friday night. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we beat them with a very short pitcher. Uh, so, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, not not uh, all these scrawny guys. I'm not sure how they won that yeah. game. Um, but no, that game was so much fun, man. And he was just dealing Friday night and just each out that went along was just exciting. But like I said, unfortunately you come back and it's much like Thursday night's game and you get, uh, you get hammered. So <laughs> took kind of the fun out four, of it. Four Bedlam games this year. OSU has scored 19, 13, zero and 11. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Man, they are something else offensively. It, it's one thing to have a complete game shutout against, you know, UTA on a Tuesday night. It's another thing to do it against that lineup with the way they're hitting right now and in that big of a spot, uh, your final, you know, your final time pitching in Mitchell Park, uh, just one for the ages. I, I – uh, I went on the uh, space on Saturday morning because you wouldn't do a radio show with me. <laughs> and, um, like, you, you've been around OU baseball for a long time. Can you remember a better pitching performance at Mitchell Park? At Mitchell that? Park? Um, no, and I think you mentioned the no-hitter during the broadcast Friday night. I believe that was Friday night. It may have been Saturday. Yeah, Dane Acker, but that yeah. was down in Houston. It was down in Houston, right, yeah. So Last year there were a ton of – you know, Cade Horton and David Sandlin and Jake Bennett, but most of the ones we remember were in postseason. You know, in, in mm-hmm. the Big 12 tournament or in the NCAA tournament. Not that they didn't have some good ones at Mitchell Park. but Yeah, but that was a game you really needed. Um, you were going to put yourself in a terrible position, you know, as we had talked all week long if they got swept and to come out and have that type of performance. Uh, it, was, it was just outstanding, and it was so much fun to listen to. He was uh, emotional afterwards. I interviewed him on the field, and we might play that here in a bit, but he was trying not to – he was keeping his answers short because I could see the tears in his eyes, and he was trying not to get all wobbly-voiced. And uh, But I, you, it, it meant something to him. And then I was going back up from the dugout to the press box, and I passed Darby and Julie on the concourse there, mm-hmm. and Darby just gave me a big hug. Like, I'm walking up, and I was like, how about that? He just hugged me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we know each other, but we're not, you know, we don't hug each we're other not hugging necessarily. No, yeah. no, right. Not uh, hugging buddies. Okay, so, so, but, but, TJ, OSU wins two of three. But, yeah. So, where are they? Where are the Sooners on Monday morning? Um, they, need, they, need to get, they need to get busy. They got some work to do. Um, how much work? <sighs> I want to say two games. But two wins? Two wins. Yeah, two wins, sorry. Two wins. I'm comfortable. Three, I'm feeling really good. I think I'm comfortable with t- uh, two. But I'm still not feeling 100%. So they've got work to do. There's no doubt about it. And unfortunately, you know, you draw Oklahoma State again in that first game on Wednesday and then potentially – Tech or West Virginia, depending on where you're sitting. So it wasn't wasn't going to be an easy draw, no matter what, just because of um, you know better K State, Texas, who it was going to be. So 
Yeah, but they're on the side of the bracket with three teams that they lost series to. Series two, yeah. Uh, OSU lost two of three. Tech lost two of three. West mm-hmm. Virginia lost two of three. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's difficult. It's not undoable, but they they need to go win some games. I think it's a tough read. I think they're a very. I think they may be one of the toughest teams to decipher in the country right now. Their RPI um, actually went up one last week. Didn't uh, losing two of three at Bedlam didn't affect it. They're at thirty six. Mm-hmm. Strength of schedule fifteen. Non conference eighteen. Now with twelve quad one wins. Uh, I just sent you a thing that was uh, sent out last night from the College Baseball Nation site that is of 17 bubble teams. And it says there is room for 11 of these 17, and obviously with every bid stealer, one fewer than that. And that's too much information for you to take in right now, but maybe during the next commercial break, kind of look into it, TJ. It compares... RPI, strength of schedule, quad one wins, conference record, all those kind of things of all those teams. And this has uh, TCU, Texas Tech, Notre Dame, Arizona State, UC Irvine, A&M, K-State, USC, Texas State, OU, UNC Wilmington, Elon, Rutgers, Cal State Fullerton, Charleston, UTSA, and Louisiana. And 11 of those right now would be in. Six would be out. And when you look at the metrics across, like, Nobody else is close. Like, OU is, like, number one in the metrics of all of those teams. Like, they're number one, two, or three in basically every category. Yeah. And you're like, well, they easily make it. If 11 of these teams make it, OU easily makes it. But the thing everybody keeps bringing up, and I'm not saying wrongly so, is that they have finished alone now in seventh place in a nine-team conference. That is... Good, but not great. They are the third best conference in America, according to the RPI. I, so getting seven teams in is a tall task. Now, I don't know. The committee says they don't look at things like that. They don't look and say, well, we've already put six teams in from this conference. That's all they deserve. They just compare the teams. So I don't know. They're an interesting study. I would back it down one game from what you said. I would I would say if they don't win a game in Arlington, they're not getting in. If they win one game in Arlington, it's going to be a nerve-wracking selection show. And if they win two games in Arlington, I feel pretty good. I, I feel like if they get two, because they're going to be – quad one wins they're not on the same side as Kansas right I mean OSU uh West Virginia Texas Tech all anybody they beat on that side of the bracket is going to be quad one wins if they win two that's 14 quad one wins I think they are yeah you're probably right looking at these bubble teams I mean I knew their numbers were strong as far as strength of schedule and non-con and all that but I didn't realize how much stronger their numbers were compared to everyone else on the bubble around them so so let me just let me let me open it up so we can so of the 17 teams on the bubble here in RPI OU's number one (coughs) excuse me 36 for them the next closest TCU at 38 and it goes down from there several teams in the 60s 
In strength of schedule, they are number two. Uh, Texas A&M's at 11, OU's at 15. Everybody else down from there. In non-conference strength of schedule, they are number two. UNC Wilmington is 12, OU is 16. Everybody else is down from there. In number of road wins, I think they're like five or six there. They've got 13. There are, there are UC Irvine's got 18. Uh, there's, there's four or five in front of them in that category. Uh, wins over top 50, they've got the second most. Only Texas A&M has more. They've got 13. OU's got 12. And they're saying 11 of these teams are in. I'm just – I mean, the only reason to keep OU out, according to the metrics, is that conference record. And it's not terrible. They went 11-13. and 13. They were only two games under 500, but they finished in seventh place. So that's just going to have – there's going to have to be a committee member or two who plants a flag – and says, we're not taking seven teams from the Big 12. And even if they say that, OU's got a pretty good case over some of the other teams, mm-hmm. like TCU or Texas Tech. Now, TCU finished strong. The win at K-State speaks volumes. OU beat them head-to-head and has better metrics than them. So we'll see. But that's kind of where I stand right now. Now, we get a bunch of bid stealers. Maybe they need three wins. Maybe. But the new field of 64 that was put out this morning by that same website has OU in uh, the three-seat in Myrtle Beach where Coastal Carolina lives and um, one of the last four teams in the field. So, I mean, they're on a razor's edge. They're right there on the bubble. Go sure. get Wednesday. Go get Wednesday and it uh, starts opening up a whole lot of uh, different avenues. So, Okay, so think about this because I'm sure we got some texts that want to talk some baseball. Who's your pitcher on Wednesday? Don't answer that. Okay. Who does OU throw on Wednesday? Uh, you could text the show, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I will run down the entire day one bracket of the Big 12 tournament when we come back as well. It is a laundry room edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show live from Albuquerque. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. I'm in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Toby is in a laundry room in Albuquerque. That's true. This hour is brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally operated out of Norman and Edmonds, serving Yukon, Shawnee, Mustang, the whole metro area, Angie's List Service Award winner four times, blackthunderroofing.com. Call them today, 405-473-878. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I've heard Josh Holiday interviewed just a couple of times, but after Toby spoke with him last week, I have to say that guy is really impressive. Not hard to see why he's been so successful. Do you guys know the record against OU since he became their head coach, regardless of who the OU coach was? That's from William and Muldrow. I do know it. It is... 32 and 11. He has dominated wow. the Sooners. Dominated. Uh, and he is uh, impressive. Uh, 
interesting here. Are you guys surprised that the young guys that return, Spite, Jay, Nick, Wally, have kind of struggled throughout the year? I know they're young, but you were hoping that maybe they could be the strong nucleus. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Nicholas. I thought he would be a three- or four-hole hitter for you this year and have a massive season. And it's been a real sophomore slump struggle for him. He is He's a fantastic talent. Um, so that has been the most surprising. Wally's numbers are a little down from last year offensively. Not a ton. He didn't hit a ton last year, but he came up with some clutch ABs, really good at-bats, and it was his glove that really solidified things at third. He's still been a very – defensively, Spikerman and Clark have still been very good this year. Spikerman is, is maybe the best in the country. And he's starting to hit it. Frankly, he's coming on now. But, yes, collectively, I thought those three guys would, would have better sophomore seasons. Uh, Toby, I think we have the U.S. Open in June, then the British Open in July. Ah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I skipped uh, the U.S. Open. Uh, Toby, you're right. OU is not ready for the SEC. OU brass Uh, are beating their chests for having 3,000 at the Bedlam game. Fifth largest in history. That goes on to tell about SEC schools and what they have. I didn't need to open this. I was just playing around. Stop it. What are, what are they saying? Our attendance isn't enough for the SEC? Is that what they're saying? Uh, let's see here. He says, uh, if LSU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, or Florida only had 3,300 people at a game, they would consider dropping baseball. It's all it holds, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> they're expanding the place, but that's all it holds. Uh, who played for the national championship last year? And how many SEC teams did they go through to get there? Oklahoma is going to be just fine in all sports in the SEC. Some of you are wetting your pants in fear over going to the SEC. And you let all these SEC homers tell you, you guys aren't ready for when you come to our league. It's hard every day here. Okay. You're going to be fine. Football is going to be fine. They're still going to compete for national championships. Basketball probably is going to be better. Baseball's going to be fine. Is it going to be harder? Yes. They're going to recruit better because they're in that league, and they're still going to win. Look at OU's record in baseball head-to-head against the SEC, I don't know, the last decade. It's fantastic. So they went to Gainesville last year and won a regional in a hostile environment. They beat Texas A&M twice in the College World Series. Uh... It's going to be fantastic. The road crowds are going to be great. I really hope we can get these renovations done at Mitchell Park so that uh, they can get better. But here's a little, another little nugget for you, Teach. Ole Miss and Mississippi State might have the best two stadiums in the country. I think they probably do. They get nine, ten thousand 10,000 fans a game. They've won the last two national championships. Neither one of them qualified for the SEC tournament this year. Mm-hmm. They were last and next to last in the SEC this year, and both of them missed out on Hoover. The team that won the Natty last year finished last in the SEC this season. 6-24 and 24 record. How about that? Whew, I, knew was, I knew it was bad. I hadn't looked at their record in a while. <laughs> they completely wow. fell off the map. So getting 9,000 people come to your game is not the end-all, be-all of winning ballgames. 
It's great. It's great. It helps with recruiting, all that kind of stuff. Nice stadium, everything. You still got to go coach them up. And uh, they got ravaged by the draft just like OU did last year and have had a terrible season. And so has Mississippi State. I like this text. Get them, Toby. Get them! I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed oh at how scared some of you are of the SEC. Weren't, wasn't everybody asking for this? Weren't you all begging to get out of the Big 12 forever? I hate the Big 12. I hate the Big 12. I can't wait to get out of the Big 12. The Big 12, okay, we're going to the SEC. Oh, my God, we're never going to well, win in that league. The um – I, you just, you, I think some of you have no idea how powerful the OU brand is and how good they are in, in all these different sports. Does that mean they're going to win every year and everything? No, no, no. no. But they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're probably going to be better because now they can recruit to that conference. Preach! Uh, TJ, the image I just got while listening to that Westwood Pool ad was not what I needed eating my breakfast. You and a Speedo, not good. <laughs> I mean, TJ's a good-looking guy. So I got handed that script, and uh, Perry, uh, the sales guy, handed me a script, and he started laughing. He goes, ah, that first line's just a joke. You don't have to say that. I just was messing with you. I said, nah, I'll leave it. TJ doesn't really wear a Speedo. We know he's got a large a collection of board a shorts. A plethora of board shorts, yeah. yes. Uh, let's see here. Throw Carmichael right back at him. That's from Burley Boomer. I disagree right, we'll with discuss. that. We'll discuss. Uh, good morning, A1 and Turkey. Oh, they were correcting us on the uh, major as well. All right, yeah. Uh, U.S. Open first. U.S. Open's Open next. Is. My bad, my bad. Uh, not sure, uh, sure who to start on Wednesday, but do you think there's a chance they take uh, – they take record without Harris and lineup when seeding. Oh, okay. Uh, that was. I do was they consider that weird. They, the Do they consider that Dakota was out? Yeah. That when Dakota was out of the lineup, they were nine. Or they were four and ten, four and nine, and uh, and he's back now. Um. I don't know if I give the baseball selection committee that much credit. Well, they would have to go through then and check every bubble team they're considering around you and say, well, did they have an injury during that well, time period to a key role, uh, guy? You know, so They're supposed to have that knowledge. I sure. Mean, they're supposed to bring that knowledge to the table. Joe Castiglione has been on these committees before. In fact, he was on the baseball committee. Each person on that committee is assigned conferences, and you're supposed to know the teams in your conference inside out. And so if it was basketball – I would 100% say, yes, that would be considered. Baseball, I just don't know. I just don't – there's so many teams, I just don't know if they know them that well. Joe might correct me and say, absolutely, they'd consider that. I, I'm just not sure. I hope so. Jay Medill is taking my man card for my wife backing the trailer. Ah, I have no problem with that, Jay. We Listen – We've known for a long time who wears the pants in the Perry family. <laughs> I, I said yet another manly thing that she does that I do not do. So I know my role. How much time do we mouth. have left in this segment? One minute. One minute to go. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, Toby. You are correct. We are not ready for the SEC. Oh my goodness! I just clicked on this text in full. Holy cow! Is it going into all the reasons we're not ready for the SEC? Yeah, getting after me. Uh, What'd you do? 
uh, not being there on sa- uh, oh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. That's true. Um, goodness gracious. Yeah, so what he are says, the other reasons? We're let's not see here. I'm trying to uh, read through here. We have to support more sports, not just football and softball. Keep driving the point home, Toby. The fan base needs to get out and support all the sports teams, especially your locals. It's going to be tough enough navigating a new conference, and our athletes need to see and hear us cheering them on. Plus, we do not want to be the new kids on the block and not show up as fans. Thanks for reading my text, DJ. He went on a lot longer than that. Well, I agree with that. I think when it comes to basketball and baseball, now baseball took – a major step up this year. This year they had the largest crowds that they've had in my 12 years, by far. This weekend was sensational, even without TJ there. Uh, a record a record series, a record crowd on Saturday. Uh, the Berms, TJ, were foul pole to foul pole, shoulder to shoulder in several places, two and three deep. It was an incredible sight. And uh, so I'm not getting on to baseball fans this year because they were fantastic. But hopefully those things will take a step up. That being said, when it comes to basketball, I could take you to almost any SEC venue any night of the year. And a lot of times it looks like it does in the Lloyd Noble Center. Other than Kentucky, you know, they they aren't mad basketball fans in the SEC. They're not crazy. Arkansas. Arkansas draws great. And you'll find pockets here or there where they love their basketball or they have a good team that year. and They roll out. But it's not an overwhelming basketball. I think in some people's minds that every SEC venue is packed for every game and every sport. And every venue they have is better than any venue we've got. And it's not true. I've been to... Most of these campuses in the SEC, and they have some facilities that are better than ours, and they have some facilities that are way worse than ours. And Oklahoma's facilities are fine, need to be better. Certainly the Lloyd Noble Center and Mitchell Park need improvements. In baseball, we are going to be, as it currently stands, near the bottom facility-wise. But Love's Field is going to be immaculate. Owen Field stands up with anywhere in the country – we are knocking around ideas for uh, the baseball stadium and the basketball arena and all that kind of stuff. So people just need to put on their big boy pants and realize it's going to be okay in the SEC. We'll take a break. We'll discuss um, TJ's thoughts on who needs to start Wednesday for the Sooners next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. What are you feeling right now? Uh, It's good to win. Uh, I love this place, so it's good. In Bedlam, too. I mean, you've had some big pitching performances. The Arkansas start was unbelievable, but to do it in this important of a game against these guys over there, what a special night for you. Yeah, uh, last last time here on this mound, so I wanted to leave it all out there. Uh, got a great group of guys with me, so it makes it easier. Uh, and, you know, I grew up hating the color orange, so, you know, I wasn't going to let them beat me. Did you feel like you had everything working tonight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we could say that. And wind's blowing in, so yeah. uh, score, score early, everything gets a little better. So, yeah, I mean, it probably my A stuff. 
felt like the big inning was when they got the first two on against you and you got the double play ball to get out of that one. Yeah, I mean, once again, just got to take it pitch by pitch. Um, Skip's got a great plan, so I just got to execute his pitches, let him hit it, and, uh, you know, I guess get a couple ground balls, they make a couple plays, so it's good. It wasn't a no-hitter, but what were they leaving you alone in the dugout? Were they were they talking to you between innings? No, I mean, a couple fist bumps here and there. I like to keep it loose, you know, then, then I think too much if I just stand there. So I like to have a little fun, keeps everybody else loose too. So, no, I mean, you didn't, didn't really think about it until probably last inning, so. I don't want to send you over the edge. I can tell you're emotional. But to have a night like this with little bro catching, I mean, come on. It's a blessing. Uh, it's unreal. Way to go, bud. Braden Carmichael, after Friday's uh, complete game, four-hit shutout in Bedlam. Cowboys, though, win games one and three. They take the series. Here are your matchups on Wednesday in Arlington. The 9 a.m. game will be TCU and Kansas State. Those two teams played each other this weekend in Manhattan. Frogs won two of three. They'll turn around and play for a fourth straight time, 9 a.m. Wednesday. Not the Sooners, Teach. Very, very happy that OU is not the 9 a.m. game on Wednesday. That would have been difficult. Uh, 12.30, Texas gets the one seed out of nowhere with a final weekend sweep of West Virginia. They force a three-way tie for the Big 12 title. They will take on Kansas 12.30 on Wednesday. Four o'clock game, the, the start of the evening session will be Bedlam, round five. They'll play for the fourth straight time, four o'clock at Globe Life Field. Late game, 7.30. Uh, the 3-6 matchup is West Virginia, Texas Tech. TJ, I know you probably don't follow, follow much of West Virginia on Twitter, but it was a complete meltdown on Mountaineer Twitter this weekend. Oh, yeah, I don't follow, but I can imagine. <laughs> they needed one win to win the Big 12 outright. They still got a share of it, but now they're the three seed. Even Randy Mazie's wife was yelling at the fan base on Saturday, talking about, because they were, I guess they were just ripping the team about collapsing and all this kind of stuff. Randy Mazie tweeted something. His wife tweeted something. It was... It was an epic meltdown by Mountaineer Nation. Uh, West Virginia, Texas Tech at 7.30. Now, all those game times, as you know, other than the 9 a.m. game, are flexible. Probably they won't start on time, but that's the uh, listed start times. Okay, Teach. 4 o'clock Wednesday, we got Bedlam round one. Who you throwing? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was hard for me to hear. Uh, I said. I think, uh, I I think the laundry I'm room got some, some garble going oh, on here. Oh, man. I don't I don't agree with Burley who said you throw Braden right back at him. Um Okay. But I don't know I I would have come on here and said you're gonna go out there with Karsten and Campbell and, and Carson Pierce and Pier, uh you know, patch it together and hope to get that win on that first day. And I still may say that, but Boy, they didn't look good Saturday, uh, those three that I would thought I would kind of piece some things together with. So am I crazy to say you go back to Braxton and go Braxton on Wednesday? Is that your answer? I don't know if I have one that I feel comfortable with because I don't like throwing Braden back at him. Not after that performance and on a short uh, week like that. I, I just don't 
like the possibility of him going out there and delivering again in that situation. Not not to say that he can't, because um, he's been very good over these last several weeks, but I, I just don't know that I feel comfortable with him in there. I like him better for Thursday, I think. So, what answer did you arrive at? I'm going to say... I'm going back to Braxton Douthit on, okay. on Wednesday. I agree with you on this. I would not throw Carmichael. This is not softball. Right. Now, right. They, they might do it, but to throw a guy two days short is pretty unheard of. After going a complete game. It wasn't as if he just threw you know four or five innings. That's right. He did only throw like 92 pitches, but it That's was a true. complete game. A lot of adrenaline, all that kind of stuff. I've always been of the opinion the most important game in the Big 12 tournament is the second game. You are either uh, in the winner's bracket and the easy route is on the line because if you win the first two, you get Friday off, Mm -hmm. you're in the catbird seat. Or it's an elimination game to stay alive. And that's when I want Braden Carmichael to have the ball. I want him pitching on Thursday. It times out well. You're either it's either a must-win game potentially for the NCAA tournament, or if they win on Wednesday, you got your best pitcher going with a chance to really put you in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I want I agree Carmichael with that. going Thursday. No, I agree with that. So my choices on Wednesday are Douthit or Atwood, as I see it. Last year they went Carson Atwood in the opener. He was very good. He went three innings. They pieced it together. They beat West Virginia. And then they were set up after that, and they won all four. Last Tuesday, I guess it's been two Tuesdays ago, they threw Atwood at Dallas Baptist. He was very good. They uh, followed him up with, you know, your Campbells and your Webbers and your Karstens, and they got a huge road win at DBU. I don't mind that. The The debate for me is between Atwood and Douthit. I think I, th- I think if I think I would go Atwood. I think Douthit, you know, they did, it's not like he he was the um he w- he instigated his own problems in game 1. Yes. Walking guys, walking hitting guys, guys hitting all that guys. kind of stuff, but it is it's become pretty much every time out for him now. It's not like it was a one-off. I think now's the time to move him to the back. I go Atwood and friends in game one. I go Carmichael in game two. I go hit in game three, and I go uh, Douthit in game four. Now, let me throw one other option out there. Just tell me if you love it or hate it. Jamie hit only through like 40 pitches. So I And OSU at that. struggles with lefties. Now, they didn't struggle with him, but he wasn't his normal self. Yeah. No, I had thought about that because he didn't go very long and, and didn't throw a lot of pitches. So I had considered that. So I'm not necessarily going to hate that. I don't hate any decision you make there. 
outside of I really don't want Carmichael. I'd rather, I, for the same reasons, I want him going Thursday uh, of what you just gave. So you you could win me over with your argument that you just had with Atwood and, and piecing things together. I I would probably be fine if they decided to roll uh, Jamie back out there. So I, I don't because there's not a perfect answer. I don't think they they are a good. Uh, they're a great hitting team. OSU, mm-hmm. great hitting. One of the elite teams in the country. That lineup is incredible. They are not as good against left-handed pitching. I'm not telling you they're bad. They're, they're still really good, but they are unbelievable against right-handed pitching. Um, Atwood, splits-wise, is actually better against lefties than righties, so that might work. So the, the, I guess the choice for me, I've talked myself into the choice for me is now Atwood or Hit. I don't think I'd, I'd go doubt, but it's a very interesting decision. The only thing I know for sure is I'd throw Carmichael in game two. He would be fully rested, and in my opinion, that's the most important game. Agree. And if you, you're, you, know, if you drop Wednesday and then he goes out there and doesn't have it Thursday, then you know, I can live with that, but I, I'd I think that's my answer as well. That's the one game I'm sure of who I would go with. Another another option, and this might not be a very good option, is because of the pitchers who did pitch on Saturday, Carter Campbell was far and away the best. He he did not get shelled. He actually had a good three or four inning stretch there in the middle. Um, and he's a lefty. You could start Carter. He did not do a very good job in a starting role yeah, in West say. Virginia, so yeah. maybe he's not comfortable with that. But it is it is another option because he's a lefty. Anyway, uh, Josh Holiday's got an interesting choice to make. I mean, I don't think you're going to see uh, Jerron Watts-Brown for sure, but maybe Nolan McClain again. Carson Binge didn't pitch this weekend. Maybe we'll see him. I, I heard speculation that he was dealing with some soreness, perhaps. Do they try to bullpen it in game one? Because they've obviously got a regional clinched, but they're trying to host a regional now. So uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to see who both head coaches throw on Wednesday. Uh, 405-651-3439 if you want to chime in. We're going to run down the softball super regional coming up as well as here from Patty Gasso. It's a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show live from Albuquerque. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. If you've been uh, affected by the recent storms, think you may have roof damage, maybe just time for a new roof, Black Thunder Roofing. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show, locally operated in Norman and Edmond, serving the whole metro area, Shawnee, Yukon, Mustang, Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer, blackthunderroofing.com, or you can call today, 405-473-8028. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line, good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. Good morning. I have never backed a trailer and hope to avoid it in the future. That's from Ra Ra Sooner's husband in Tulsa. All right. All right. Uh, checking in from Nashville, staying next to Vanderbilt Stadium. Is this the SEC? Looks just like a <laughs> high school. He's got a picture here out his hotel window, it yeah. looks like. So Vanderbilt's football stadium is nothing. But 
I am excited to play basketball and baseball there. They got some funky stadiums, man. The basketball arena is a stage where you sit on the end lines. Uh, you know, the benches are on the end. And the baseball stadium has, like, a green monster in left, and it's super short and weird. And So I am looking forward to basketball and baseball there. Uh, hopefully, if it's close, they get the benefit of the doubt, especially with the run they had last year. Yeah, it might be something that's in the back of committee members' minds. Maybe. Doesn't hurt. Uh, everyone just needs to chill for an SEC. They are uh, for a sec. They get it? They've got uh, that uh-huh. quote. Uh, yeah, chill for that, a yeah. sec and know that we are fine. We're fine. Uh, Some of you people are so nervous. Quote, not ready for the SEC, end quote. As someone who lives in Knoxville, four years ago, no one cared about the Vols baseball team. Actually, no one cared about any sport outside of football until it started winning. Yep. I I also think there's this feeling that, oh, everything's got to be perfect when we go. The year we go, everything's got to be perfect. Like it's – like we're a runway model or something. You know? <laughs> this America competition. We're gonna, year one, we're going to show up, and if, if all of the stadiums aren't perfect and all the teams aren't great, that somehow everybody's going to be laughing at us. And Paul Feinbaum is going to go on his show and point fingers and say, look at Oklahoma. They're not pretty enough. No, great. He didn't wear the right T-shirt to the game. Uh, Carmichael was great, especially because he walked no one. However, OSU hit 13 balls at 95 miles an hour or harder. The north wind blowing in saved him probably four homers. No wind at Globe Life. There's a reason OSU won the three games by 10-plus runs. All right. Sounds like a Cowboy <laughs> fan right there. I think that is a Cowboy fan probably. Yeah. Uh, Globe Life plays really big, as you know, Teach. I think that works to OU's advantage. Not that you can't hit home runs there, but it it's a – it's a big stadium. Yeah. It plays big. So, but you're right. There will not be a north wind there. That's true. Uh, 7 o'clock, top of the hour. Oh, it's 7 o'clock where I am in the mountain time zone. 8 o'clock where you are. We'll keep this conversation going. Plus, talk some OU softball super regionals. Coming up next, back after this.